This is EdTech Weekly. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and this is episode 104. And in tonight's show, a primer for getting EdTech in the classroom, an insider's look at AI, how EdTech is being leveraged in poorer countries, and the top tech trends of 2019. And joining us tonight, Google Certified Educator, we're going to say that every time, and my co-host, Christy. Welcome to the show, Christy. Hey, Ricky. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad we're back. We did take a little Thanksgiving break, and I hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. And I had an awesome Thanksgiving weekend. But I do have two questions for you, Christy, before we start the show. Number one, what is your favorite turkey day dish? Okay, so um, while I love stuffing mashed potatoes and turkey, I got to say my favorite is the green bean casserole. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Why? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I know it's a favorite. <laughs> we actually added a new one into the mix this year, and I don't know why we haven't earlier. We, we made like a mac and cheese casserole, and it was delicious. That does sound amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was good for sure. And the only other thing, now I don't know why we still call it Black Friday because it feels like Black Thursday now with everything opening, but did you do any shopping on either Friday or Thursday? Um, my fingers did some shopping. Um, so online, I was not about to go outside and brave any lines or, or do that. It's not worth it to me, um, but did get a few good deals online, um, particularly at Target. They always had some good Black Friday stuff. So what about you? Yeah, well, generally we do online, and I didn't really have anything in particular. My wife shops for um, basically kids who were in the foster system, and when they have kids, um, they don't get a whole lot of support once they turn 18. They're just sort of let go. So um, she shops for their children that they can't afford to have presents for their kids. So we did go to Target, and it wasn't that bad, actually. We went straight in, got what we needed, and, and paid. So it was pretty awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she had she got like a... A couple of like pack and plays and they had those on a really good deal and i guess those don't always go on sale so yeah oh that's awesome that your family does that well let's not say my family my wife does it and she <laughs> she, does, she does it for a local rotary club but i know that the, the kids really enjoy it and she is very frugal with her shopping so she gets them a lot of stuff so it's pretty good but let's oh, go ahead cool. and begin the show christy as we always do with that ed tech news rundown The Tech Advocate is continuing its Insider's Take series, and this time they're talking about artificial intelligence. They think AI is most valuable for customizing the learning experience of students and that creating real-world experience may be the best way for edtech companies to leverage that AI. And as they have, if you've been following along with us in the few series that they've done already, they give us three companies to look into. They mentioned Cram 101, Freckle Education, which I'm sad I haven't checked out yet just because of the name, and Mika. And we'll put those links in our show notes. Man, AI is everywhere these days. It is definitely um, the thing to learn more about and do. Our next story is from a Tech Advocate article, and this one is built as a primer for getting ed tech in the classroom. They talk about the current state of different areas of the ed tech world. If you're you're looking for some quick summaries or wanting to share with people who aren't convinced about ed tech, Oh, who's that? You're and we right. need a little urging to get on the ed tech train, then there may be some takeaways from this article. Yeah. And I think after I read the article, I think if, if you're someone who is into ed tech, this probably is below what you would be interested in reading because it's pretty basic stuff. All right. The yeah. Economist gives us some perspective on how poor countries are using ed tech to make big impact on education. Specifically, they mentioned that underqualified teachers in poor countries can leverage the power 
of outside content to augment the teaching process. They do caution, however, that just dumping technology in a poor country is not going to produce good results or any results possibly. There needs to be a plan in place and an ability to read and respond and react when those things aren't going according to plan. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot to talk about here with the article, and I think we should look at this one a bit deeper in the in the breakdown. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good plan. All right, our final story is from EdTech Magazine, and they talk about what Gartner's top tech trends for 2019 mean for education. Among the trends that may have an impact are artificial intelligence, oh, we just heard about that, and machine learning. Analysts expect machine learning to play an important role in 2019, offering support for tasks that may require more time, energy, and training than teachers and administrators have at their disposal. And to me, this will actually make teachers more valuable as connecting with students and facilitating can be their only role, which I believe is the most important. Yeah, but I think the big takeaway here is that robots may not actually be coming for teachers' jobs. Well, let's hope not. But this article makes AI and machine learning seem a little less ominous. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. All right. It's time for our new segment, The Breakdown. I still need to get an audio drop for this one. I'm, I think I'm going to pull the audio from my terrible attempt at doing a rolling R breakdown. But let's begin this breakdown segment, Christy, by reacting to the following quote from this Economist article. And it goes something like this. Thanks in part to the challenge set by the Millennium Development Goals, almost all primary age children almost everywhere in the world now are in school. But in many of those schools, children are learning next to nothing. You know, that last sentence, um, I think there's a lot to that. And, you know, on one hand, it is concerning. Um, and it's great that they are in school. But, yeah, what if they aren't learning anything? But I'm also wondering what they're actually measuring. You know, so much, especially in early learning, isn't measured necessarily by a textbook or reading. Um, but they learn so much by socialization and learning through play. Anyway, so I know that the, there are some obvious issues of finding qualified teachers, especially in areas that haven't had formal oppor formal education opportunities ever. Yeah, I mean, when you're, it is kind of difficult, isn't it, when you're talking about going somewhere and trying to give education where people haven't had it for a long period of time. I think there's a lot of systemic issues. And this is something that the Edon Prize winners that I talk to are hoping to address, not through his edX platform. And he even mentioned in our uh, interview that many countries do actually have internet access, even the poor countries now. So online platforms can definitely address some of maybe the knowledge and content shortcomings of those local teachers, and that can be extremely valuable. Um, yeah, they definitely are, but the problem still becomes how you organize this content so that all students have access and are getting the same opportunities. Yeah, and they do mention in the article Tusom, which is let's read in Kiswahili. <laughs> Forgive me because I'm more like than likely butchering many parts of the Kenyan language there, but it's a huge program and it's funded by USAID and it's been about $74 million over five years and it's been adopted by the Kenyan government. It's used by 3.4 million children and it is a full complete reading curriculum. So hopefully that would address some equity concerns. Oh, I guess it does. But then we get into the quality and effectiveness and that is a whole nother breakdown session all by itself. Oh man, it really is. I mean, that's something that we should be more concerned with here in the U.S. as well. Yeah, true. If you're interested in the breakdown session article, we will be fe featuring it on edtechweeklyshow.com. So Ricky, let's take it back to last week for our new lowdown segment, a Thanksgiving segment on tech we are thankful for. Ricky, what work-related tech are you thankful for? 
Yeah, I know we <laughs> we wanted to bring back the Thanksgiving because we want to talk about some of the things that we are thankful for. And for me, when it comes to like work, and I'm thinking of the show in particular, I'm definitely thankful for collaboration software. Uh, you know, the Google Suites without the ability to share show notes with you, connect with you on Hangouts. I mean, you know, you're on the other side of the country, so it's pretty cool that through the internet we're able to connect and to record a show and it works pretty seamlessly so it's pretty awesome and now how about you christy from a work perspective uh, what type of tech are you thankful for well i'll start with i'm very thankful for twitter and social media um, for me it's been a lifeline to the ed tech community and i've learned so much from the people i've met through twitter um, and of course i'm thankful for podcasts not just because i'm able to be on this one hmm. and talk regularly with someone else who loves ed tech as much as i do but also for the other podcasts out there that i listen to and for all the people who spend time making them uh, there's just so much to learn and i really do enjoy uh, learning from many other people's podcasts as well so what about personal life ricky what tech are you thankful for yeah i mean well i think i, I follow on the same line when talking about social media here um but it's kind of crazy that you know one of the things i'm really thankful for is facebook and i know there's a lot of hate right now for facebook but for me it's an opportunity for me to stay connected with friends who i normally would not even hear or see from and I get to see their kids and I get to see what they're doing. And it's it's a really cool way to connect. I know there's a lot of hate out there for it, but when it's used the way I like to use it, I think it's pretty cool. And the other one for me is uh, FaceTime and, and whatever, you know, Hangouts or whatever you want to use or whatever you want to call it. But I say FaceTime specifically because my son gets to spend time and stay connected with his grandparents that live pretty far away. So it's a really, really cool option. And again, without some of this technology, I know a lot of times people think this tech takes away from connections, but you know, I think we can look at the ways that it actually connects us even more than it takes away for sure. Yeah, I'd agree with those. And like anything, there's pros and cons, um, but definitely technology allows us to connect in ways that weren't possible before. I'm also thankful for tech for entertainment in oh, my personal yeah. life. So think about what we can do with music now and our easy access to all different types of music. You know, I think back to when I was growing up with tapes and we recorded things off the radio and you had to wait until your song came on, <laughs> but now everything is just at our fingertips. Uh, I also am a big fan of media like TV shows and Netflix and movies. Um, there's so much great content being created um, that is accessible at the touch of a button. And I would also say Google Maps has been a lifesaver or any kind of GPS, Apple Maps, you know, software. Think about driving now. You know, we used to use maps, but now we just plug in the, the address. Um, and lastly, just the amazing quality of photos in our cell phones. You know, I just the pictures I take of my own kids and the I can document their lives so easily. And, you know, you used to have a big fancy camera that I don't even use anymore because it's all just built into my phone that takes great pictures. Yeah, it's amazing the transformation that technology has over has taken on in our lifetimes. A lot of I'm sure a lot of listeners also can relate to your comments about waiting to record something on the radio and of course um, the pictures. I mean, you know, you you send it out to be developed if you're if you're old enough to remember that, and then you get it yeah. back, and it's like, oh, these are terrible, and it was they're overexposed. You know, all these things that now you can in a, in a flash can change those things right, and it, it's definitely awesome. 
Um, yeah, it, had, it was a surprise when you went and opened up that little envelope to see what your pictures were. <laughs> oh my gosh, what an experience that our kids will never understand. <laughs> All right, well, if you have any interesting tech that you're thankful for, you'd like to share, just go ahead and hit us up on that social meads. You know that deal, right? Meads. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so if you want to participate in the show, you can always email us at edtechweekly at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at EdTechWeeklyShow, that's S-H-O, no W, for the main show, um, at four, number four, Tech Teachers, and myself, at Christy M. Warren. Yeah, and our Facebook and Instagram is EdTechWeeklyShow, also with no W, and follow us. Um, We're going to put a little hashtag out there, EdTechies, hashtag EdTechies, E-D-T-E-C-H-I-E-S. We'll also um, hashtag it with EdTech, but for details... This week coming out about our free Monica Burns book giveaway. So you want to stay tuned for that. And also that subreddit, edtechweekly.reddit.com. Keep growing followers there. Be a part of that community if you're a follower. We have over 200 followers on that. And uh, post some things and share things that you think we would like to know. Or even if you don't think we'd like to know, but you'd like to share it, post. And all right. Well, thanks for being a part of the EdTech Weekly world. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Ed Tech Weekly. See you next week.